Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Pseudonymous Bosch, author of the best-selling Secret series, which began in 2007 with The Name of This Book is Secret, and concluded with You Have to Stop This in 2011. Bosch's new book is called Bad Magic. First in a trilogy, it's being published in September by Little Brown Books for Young Readers, which is sponsoring this podcast. Bad Magic stars Clay, the younger brother of Max Ernest from the Secret series. Clay was just a baby in those books, and he's now approaching 13 years old. Two years ago, Max Ernest disappeared without so much as a goodbye, and while Clay and his brother once shared a love of magic, without Max in the picture, Clay is more into skateboarding and graffiti these days. After an incident involving a graffiti mural that reads, Magic Sucks, Clay gets sent to a remote volcanic island for troubled youth where he has to reevaluate his stance on magic. Uh, Mr. Bosch, thank you for speaking with me. Uh, thank you. I do have to clear up something with you ahead of time, though. Of course. Uh, a podcast. I'm not familiar with this. I'm assuming, though, that it means that this recording is going to be locked in a pod and cast into space and not heard for 100 years. That, that's basically it. I mean, it's, you know, lockdown type. No really worry of any sort of distribution, rebroadcasting. Because if anybody was going to be hearing it in anything like uh, the present day, I'd have to, I'd have to uh, get off the line right now. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind, and we'll try to uh, make sure nothing uh, overly classified gets uh, revealed here. Thank you. I feel much better. Okay, good. Well, I'm I'm relieved, because I wasn't actually sure if I was even speaking with pseudonymous Bosch. You know, it's very hard to know over Skype, uh, you know, who one's speaking with. Well, people don't necessarily know when I'm in person, either. Mm. And, you know, I may not be who I say I am, so I think we're on equal footing. But now, I I had the the sneakiest of suspicions that maybe, just maybe, this book could have been called Magic Sucks in its earliest incarnations. Is there any truth to that? You know that? It was one of the titles, and uh, you might not be surprised to hear that the publishers weren't too keen on it. <laughs> um, there's a, there were also interest, there were a few other possible titles. Actually, the first title was Vogue. Uh, Vogue uh, is volcanic smog. Uh, it's what's known as a portmanteau, a word that's uh, made of two words put together. And uh, when I was uh, not that long ago in Hawaii, uh, I learned this word and was very fascinated by it. It's the, the haze and the smog that you'll see on the island of Hawaii comes from the volcano, and there's a word for this fog, and uh, it plays a, a considerable role, I think, in the book, and that was actually the first title. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other neat things, I guess, and that you mentioned this in the book, is that Vogue isn't just a portmanteau. It's almost like a portmanteau to the next power because it actually incorporates another portmanteau into itself. Right. So the word smog uh, is a portmanteau uh, of the words smoke and fog. So, right, it's a, it's a portmanteau of a portmanteau. So now we know at the very beginning of this book um, that Clay has some mixed feelings uh, on the subject of magic. Uh, what's your stance on it? Is, was, this, was magic part of uh, your own upbringing? You know... It, Long before I ever wanted to be a writer, and I, you know, still don't want to be a writer. Actually, <laughs> if you judging by the, my expression on my face when I sit down to write every morning, uh, but I always wanted to be a magician. Sadly, I didn't have much talent for it. Uh, so you might say that the the entire secret series, which is about a, a missing magician, uh, it begins, and um, and this book uh, with the theme of magic as well. It's all it's it, it's my way of uh, you know exercising demons or else uh, getting to you know getting to be by proxy the magician that i never got to be mm-hmm. 
And now, now Clay was just a baby in the previous books, right? That's right. Uh, and um, he he was the youngest, the youngest, and the only uh, younger brother of, of Max Ernest, one of the two heroes of the Secret Series. Uh, and you know, when the Secret Series ended, uh, I got a lot of mail. Uh, the ending of my fifth book, uh, You Have to Stop This, provoked some very strong reactions. Uh, not all of them positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it was kind of a love-hate thing it, 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 uh, with my readers. And But I, without giving too much about, uh, away about the ending of that book for those who haven't read it. But Universally, the readers wanted to read more, and so I, I, I knew somewhere, uh, you know, I had to, I had to uh, keep writing in this universe. But I, but I, but I really felt like the series was done, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do a, a, a spin-off per se. That was sort of my mantra with this book. In a way, was you know, sort of LL J, don't call it a comeback. I was, don't call it a spin-off. I wanted to write something that you know would be a rewarding read in and of itself, and was its own, its own book. Uh, but several readers uh, wrote to me uh, suggesting that I write a series uh, starring Max Ernest's younger brother, and it just, it just kind of clicked with me uh, that this would be a way to connect the worlds, but but also have to have a new beginning. Uh, so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. The two brothers, you know, they, they certainly seem to be, uh, they had a close relationship or at times, but they also, their, their personalities are, are quite different and parenting might be a, a factor there a little bit. Um, do you think uh, readers will be surprised at all at the, the sort of kid that Clay has grown into considering Max Ernest and his personality? Yeah, they're very different. Max Ernest uh, is a character who's, you know, an aspiring magician and comedian, comedian, a compulsive talker, has a thousand neuroses, and um, kind of a a very quirky comic character, too. And uh, Clay, which was a departure from the character, in a way from all the characters in the Secret Series, is a more brooding character, an angrier character. Uh, You know, in, in some ways... I don't want to say realer, but you know, a kind of more, more kind of more emotional. Uh, where I was having to write from a more emotional place with him, and they're and they're and they're very different. And he and he and I think the some of the anger and abandonment he feels at the beginning of the book. I mean, I was a, uh, came from different places, but but one of them was just sort of the notion that the the, the, the old series having ended, and and where and where were we now, and. Um, uh, and, it, and, it, and it took me in a, in a little bit of a different place. I mean, the book, the, I think the, book, the character of the book became uh, a, a bit different than the Secret Series. I think there's still that kind of combination of magic and mystery that I love. Uh, but the book is just, you know, kind of slightly darker and, uh, you know, more seriously plotted in a way than, than the, other, than the mm-hmm. other books were. And now the um, the five senses provided a sort of underlying theme and a little bit of structure to the secret series. Uh, if you can reveal anything about that, does the new trilogy have any sort of similar theme that readers might be able to detect? I'm um, I'm not going to say yet. It's okay. still sort of it's still sort of unfolding. Uh, I, I I focused in this one a little bit more on a defined world in the secret series you know because it, it takes place in a secret location and i can't give away any of the real details of the story uh fear of 
putting myself and others in danger, uh, the, 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 the setting becomes a bit uh, opaque and nebulous at times in the Secret Series intentionally. Whereas this, so this book, I kind of I focused on really creating a very strong sense of place. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it takes place at this, um, this kind of summer camp for uh, troubled kids on this volcanic island. And I really wanted that world to be defined and just that will not to say that the the next books in the, in the series will all take place uh, entirely on the island but but it will be uh, the the sort of base camp as it were mm-hmm. throughout the book you you include a real range of island themed cultural references uh, from the tempest all the way up through you know gilligan's island and beyond mm-hmm. um what do you think it sort is sort of high high and low yeah <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. why do you think that islands have this you know hold in our cultural imagination it's a really good question i think i think they re- they represent so many things i mean we talk we talk about our island you know our desert island playlists you know or uh they're 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 I, because they're little you know mini universes little microcosms where you know, uh, we, we whole, whole little worlds can be created, and you're the law. You know, you're lost. <laughs> to make another reference from hmm. from from the world that you know, and a, a new world can be invented, and it's and it's and it's and it's your own your own world. And I, and, and and of course, there's a history, you know, in 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 all literature. But you know, of course, when I when I was writing the book, you know, not only was I reading the the Tempest, but also Treasure Island. And uh, Lord of the Flies. I mean, there's so many uh, stories about people uh, people being lost on islands and 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 what becomes of them. And I, I guess in some and certainly in the Tempest, it's a metaphor for the world of of literature. Um, uh, you know, for for those who don't know, the Tempest is about a a magician or or a wizard who uh, is betrayed by his brother and lands on an island with his daughter uh, where he kind of rules magically over this island and then when when, uh, people come to the island he kind of creates weaves spells and creates a narrative around them and it's very explicitly in the Tempest uh, you know uh, an analogy or metaphor for the the work of the author for Shakespeare uh, who uh, reputedly was writing his last play there and um, I, I think uh, maybe authors are drawn to, to islands in a kind of general way because it, 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 it's a kind of uh, representation of their task. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about you know Shakespeare and you know William Golding here, but you also do talk a lot about these '70s era sitcom. You're mentioning Love Boat, Fantasy Island in that book. Were shows like that somewhat formative for you? Without giving myself away too much, I was alive in the 70s. <laughs> and um, yes, uh, it was an era uh, when kids watched a lot of television before there were interactive screens to distract them from the essential work of, of, of sitcom watching. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, I did. I loved Gilligan's Island and I loved Fantasy Island. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, we don't need to discuss it here or you know, give anything too much away, but I, I believe that readers of the Secret Series did find out a little bit about your, uh, your identity in that final book there. Is that the sort of thing that makes uh, maintaining one's uh, pseudonym uh, difficult going forward? Well, there's also a little thing called Wikipedia that makes it difficult to. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, it's it's. I tried to write a write a book with with bad magic that would be a, a rewarding read for 
kids who had been through the Secret Series, but also for for newcomers. Um, that was really important to me that that it did be fresh in that way, and not you not necessarily need to have the backstory. Um, but I think a reader of Bad Magic will will by the end of Bad Magic that reveal that comes at the end of the Secret Series will come at the end of Bad Magic. So so the readers will be caught up on the question of. Uh, who Sudamis Bosch is by the end of that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, speaking of the, the secret series, uh, you've spoken in interviews uh, about the origin of that series, and it, you talk about a, an elementary school writing partner who's mentioned in the dedication of that first book. Um, is there any chance you might be able to explain a little bit about the uh, dedication of this one, which reads, uh, for Natalia in India, now it's fair? Um, well, I will say that the third book uh, in the secret series is dedicated to India and Natalia. So, if anybody, I, I'll say this: if anybody is familiar with uh, young girls, they know, especially twins, they know that uh, their their fairness is always, always, always an issue. So, it, it became clear to me that if one was first in one book, the other was going to have to be first in another. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> um, if these if these if these twins have any relation to me at all, that's not that's for another time. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now you seem to be out there quite a bit, meeting with, uh, talking to kids uh, about your writing. Um, I assume you get a lot of questions about your pseudonym and who you are. Um, but what else? What other sort of things do they want to maybe know beyond? They want to know uh, what my favorite brand of chocolate is, and of course, I never tell them because I my enemies can use that to track me down mm-hmm. uh they want to know mm, what my real name is on and i uh have developed many ways of skillfully avoiding answering that mm-hmm. uh they what else they want to know what my favorite books were when i when i was young and uh i usually tell them the truth, which is the chocolate, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, was uh, a big, a big favorite. Um, but also that I read compulsively, uh, probably about a book a day from the time I was eight to maybe fourteen, and uh, that I had many favorites in that time. And um, you know, generally they just try to trip me up. That's sure. Really, <laughs> that's really my experience. Mm. And are you are you I sort love of them for it? Are you the sort of person who's going to then try to encourage them to to write, or given your own sort of ambivalence? Ambivalence, yes, about that, about being a writer. You know, are you more of a discourager in that in that regard? You know, I I would yes, I would I, I encourage I encur- I generally encourage reading. Uh, and not and and not necessarily of my books, <laughs> but that was what turned me into a writer. I think it. it I think it does. It, 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 and it's a lot more fun than re- writing, in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, you know, I. I think. I think I wrote a book to help kids write, but really it wasn't because I wanted to encourage writers. This is a book called Write This Book that I wrote uh, after I finished the Secret Series. It's kind of a half-written mystery. But my intention there was really just to get my readers to do my work for me. It wasn't necessarily to encourage them to become writers out of any altruistic motive. Readers, they know that writing is not easy for me by a long shot. So, uh, you know, I never paint a rosy picture of it. I uh, tend to tend to, you know, paint a really dire picture of the truth. 
Um, <laughs> now you have a, a quite a few events, I believe, coming up this fall for the release of this book. Is that right? Yeah, I am going to uh, be in New York City, I believe, uh, at one of my favorite venues, uh, Symphony Space, uh, and I will be at the Princeton Children's Book Festival in New Jersey. I will be, I think, in San Francisco as well at the Jewish Community Center in Austin, uh, where uh, at Book People in Austin, where they've done great, uh, you know, camps. Uh, that, that was the where I believe Camp Half Blood was originated, sure. and uh, I did a camp there uh, based on uh, my last book, uh, where I was. Kid, you know, I, I was uh, trying to Skype with with the kids from 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 the bookstore there, and I was kidnapped. A pillowcase was dropped over my head. The next thing they knew, they found me in a cage in Austin. Anyway, I'm going to be doing a, a, a an event there again, and. I don't want to promise anything, uh, at least of all to myself, but there is the possibility that some magic will be involved in some of these uh, events. Or that you may end up in a cage again. Or both. <laughs> They're not and hopefully if I end up in a cage, there will be a magician to get me out of it. Yes. So now, are there other uh, characters and worlds you think you'd like to explore at some point, or are you feeling comfortable with the sort of world that you've been creating through these series? You know, I, I, I have, you know, I, you know, like many writers, I have a, a drawer full of, of, you know, first pages, first chapters, a few half-written novels. It would be, let's say, liberating uh, to, in some ways, I meant to write for an older audience, not because of the audience, but only because of the strictures involved. Uh, you asked me at the beginning if, if Magic Sucks had ever been a, you know, a possible title. Mm-hmm. For the book, if it were a YA title, if it were a YA book, that probably would have been the title, you know. And and so if you, you know, and there's you know at, at every age bracket, there are certain freedoms you have as a writer that, frankly, you don't have in writing for middle grade. Uh, that said, I love the middle little middle, middle grade readers are my favorite. Um, it's a it's an age where you're still open to. Uh, having your notions about the world and the universe turned upside down, uh, and and to see the you know the magical possibilities uh, behind you, in front of you, underneath you, uh, in a way that you know an older reader just uh, just doesn't. Um, I lo- I love writing for the readers. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, I mean, do you think you might need some new pseudonyms at some point, or do you feel like there's still some mileage left in this one? You know, it's hard to say. Pseudonymous Bosch has kind of developed a life of his own. I, you know, I kind of inhabit this semi-fictional character, uh, which is an odd, an odd role for me as a human being. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, killing killing him. Uh, but it would be interesting to write under well, let's just say what's called commonly my given name, ah. <laughs> <laughs> which at this point might seem like as much of a pseudonym as pseudonymous boss, because where is the real me at this point? Uh, uh, it'd be interesting to to find out what voice that that, that character has. Very good. Well, uh, congratulations again on the new book, and thanks for speaking with me, and only me. Oh, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm really trusting you with my life here. Well, once again, I've been speaking with Pseudonymous Ash, whose new book is Bad Magic, out in September from Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. 